Welcome to the sport of guess what? I said we were going to do big things this week. We're doing big things this week. We're back. I'm John Marthaler. With me tonight, the one, the only, Stu Newman. John, two in a row. How does it feel? It feels great. It feels Doesn't really it great. Feel- we didn't we didn't do a podcast for a whole month, and I was getting antsy, <laughs> and that's why we're doing 14 podcasts in a row. We're, we're going daily delivery here. And not only daily, not weekday delivery, like Mike Rand. We're going every day. Yep. Saturday, we're going to find uh, John's um, old high school roommate. Or, Jesus, God. Okay, high school roommate. Yeah, that was yep, Dave. I just realized, Dave yep. was my high school roommate. I was halfway through that sentence, realized I had no way of getting out of it, and just kept going, and I apologize. Um, I've had some you know, beer, well, and I apologize. Again, sorry about that. It's You don't necessarily have to apologize, because no. my high school roommate, a.k.a. my twin brother, has been yes. on this podcast before. So, yes. you you win this round, Stu. Wow. You may have tripped over your words, but you still win this round. Anyway, we talked a lot about hockey yesterday. Today, Stu and I are going to talk about the Vikings. Sorry, I was just pausing because I assumed you were going to yell, Go Vikings! No, no. There's nothing to say skull about yet. Maybe. I don't know. My my three-year-old son chose to wear a Vikings jersey today, so he clearly he's on board. Oh, I love that kid. And it was it was a Teddy Bridgewater jersey, so he was really fitting oh, in with uh, Oh boy, there's a <laughs> fitting in with the with the podcast. Yeah, when his knee explodes at the Maplewood Mall, I apologize. <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose the Maplewood Mall for his knee to explode. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not it that happens. close to your place. Rosedale what, is much closer. But, that's uh, what Maplewood Mall is for. It's, that it's is just true. A, a haven for ACL injuries. <laughs> oh, um, Anyway, um, we're also going to draft uh, two weeks ago tonight, right? Yeah, two weeks I ago. I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was two I weeks mean, ago. the NFL draft is now a six day long event. I oh, was yeah. they they held it kind of outdoors in Kansas City, right? It was at Union Station yeah. or something like that. I was yeah. genuinely shocked because the when I was coming up, the draft was in a ballroom of some kind. I don't was, I don't even remember yeah, what hotel it was. Like it, was the, it was like in not not even a good ballroom. It was no. like in a place in Madison Square Garden where they like keep the coats yeah and, and it was all there were ashtrays at the table and, and like the it's sports like illustrated yeah. helmet phones or how you called in your pick <laughs> there's and a like, there's yeah. a wrestling ring set up in the background hosting the kind of wrestling that's banned in most states it just yeah. it was not a high class event and now there no. had to be i'm gonna estimate conservatively here six million people at union station yes. in kansas city there were yeah. so many people it was a three-day event. They had live music every like Fallout Boy was playing on Saturday, yeah, and like like you and said, if we there's any band up, that NFL fans love, it's Fallout Boy. Well, like you said, when we were coming up, it was ashtrays, card tables, helmet phones, and like ESPN is like it was like Chris Berman, like when he was 33, mm-hmm. and like Pete Axtelm, God rest his soul, <laughs> like literally having a heart attack on camera because he's trying to figure out the gambling, like how they're going to set the line based on these. <laughs> So he could like get his bets in for the over under for the season on the Oakland Raiders. And now it's just this. And there were 14 yeah. Jets fans in the crowd. That was the only people in the crowd. Yeah. yeah like, like fireman Ed was there. He was yeah. there as an eight year old out of school. <laughs> but Tiny it, little fireman Ed. Yeah. And clearly the NFL knew what they were doing because there is an audience for this shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, it felt weird. Like, it was like, why are we watching this when we're like 12, 13 years old? But now it's clearly it's 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 its entire thing. This yep. is a whole media cycle. Like just tonight they had the schedule reveal. And that was a whole thing too. And who gives a shit about the schedule? Like like yeah. Major Baseball puts that out like on Christmas Eve, just so <laughs> no one knows about it. Because they're all busy doing shit. They're just trying to hide it. Yeah, it's like they no don't want people to be angry. The oh, they're playing, playing 162 games. Nobody cares. <laughs> but they make this. The NHL they, never finishes there. The NHL yeah. never released their schedule. And I would, I wouldn't guarantee it, but I would love to see like the ratings of the NFL schedule reveal on the NFL Network tonight compared to like Boston, Philly, <laughs> or um, see, uh, Carolina, New Jersey. I would love to see just how that compares because I would guess it's formidable. Yeah. I would guess. The absolute meaningless schedule reveal probably did really good numbers against a like NBA playoff game against two like 
major market teams with a long history of hating each other. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. There's no, the appetite is insatiable. And I'm not yeah. just thinking about Clarence's mom. <laughs> oh, that is, that is inappropriate. Yeah, and he died too. God, that was, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Anyway, no, um, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the ratings. I clicked on every so often somebody has one of those articles about this is what the weekend's ratings were. And I clicked on one of those recently. And I don't it didn't involve the NFL draft, but it did have ratings for like the USFL in there or the XFL. The yeah. both of those things are happening right now. The USFL and sure the XFL. Are. Yeah, they're on every Saturday and Sunday. I don't want to know, but I realized as I started reading this article, I was like, I can't I can't handle knowing the truth about how well rated these leagues are. I'm certain they are getting way more attention than they should because of, like you say, the insatiable appetite for anything football. And I don't want to know. Please don't tell me anyone. If the USFL ratings are better than the NHL playoffs ratings, they very well could be. If they are, I don't want to know about it. I'm happy (laughs) not knowing. I'm happier. I'm happier believing that the... That that this current overtime game that is going on right now between the Devils and the Hurricanes, I I, I would like to believe that that's getting better re- ratings than the Las Vegas ex- or whoever's in the XFL. I don't remember any of the team names from the original one, and obviously I'm not paying attention now. But oh, the Houston I Renegade. just don't want to know. Or was it Tampa Bay Renegades and Houston Outlaws? See, I don't want to know. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> no. No one should know. And no yet... one should know, and no one's gonna like fact check this. We like Wade is like in like he's in jail, right? Yeah. Well, the Bahamas and cryptocurrency were in Wade. jail. Yeah, I was gonna say like when when he converted all of his spam money to um, cryptocurrency, <laughs> he should have just kept it in like it was just bad. Why did he make? So... You can spend. He should have known better. Why did he's he make just... forward looking statements? You <sighs> knew the SEC was gonna come after him. Like. I feel bad for Wade because I mean yeah. those Austin kids, they just it's 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 not right. It's it's sad really. They've had a rough life. They did. Two eighteen is a lonely road for them. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well we're we were talking about the draft. We were talking about the billion yes, we people were. at the draft and the Vikings, our our team yes. had not what were they? The twenty third pick? I want to say twenty third pick. Twenty third yes. pick in the twenty first round. They didn't trade it. They, didn't. they they didn't they didn't have a second round pick, which was sort of the 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 hamstringing the thing that really because they traded that for Hawkinson. That was the Hawkinson. That one of these trade, guys right? ended up better than T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, which is it's the NFL. One of them probably will be, but you know whatever. Yeah, but. So that that was what was holding them back. They didn't have very many picks. They did make a Rick Spielman style trade, if I recall correctly, in the late rounds, and yes, ended up with was, fourteen yeah. fifth rounders or something like that. But yeah, it was very strange. I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't follow it, and I decided not to. As I was following, I was watching the draft, uh, sort of out of the corner of my eye, um, uh, during the first round. And as this was happening, about every three minutes, ESPN would cut back to. Uh, I forgot the name of that quarterback. Will, Will oh, Levis. Um, oh Will gosh, Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, it, yeah, that guy. He was. I'd never heard of him before, but somehow in the lead up to the draft, he had gone from a quarterback some people had heard of to potentially the number one pick. Somehow, I didn't. I didn't his quite agent, understand how his that agent happened. was working real well before yeah. the draft. His agent did great work. If you have a movie to promote for Oscar consideration, get a hold of that guy's agent because <laughs> he did some real work. But as as this guy dropped down the board and they got to the point where there were a whole bunch of teams in front of the Vikings that were un, in no circumstances going to pick a quarterback, I thought, well, if this guy is truly good, I, the Vikings have got to be picking him. Because the, the thing that everybody was talking about coming up to the draft was that the Vikings were going to draft Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, and the fact that I know that guy's name means that that it seemed like a lock that if Hendon Hooker was there, they were going to draft him because everyone was talking about this. And dude you know who was any quarterback 20... who's the same age as you at this point in your life? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, a forty-one-year—that's great. Well, something I, I I like to lean on the few guys in professional sports that are still older than me, and Hendon Hooker would have given another given us another one. It would have been him and <laughs> him and Nelson Cruz still playing. So 
<laughs> but as it as it came up, I thought they were going to take him, and then they took a wide receiver. Now, yeah. Stu, you need to correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the lead up to the draft, I don't, I I don't remember seeing anything that said, "Oh, the Vikings definitely more than anything else, more than every defensive position, need to take a wide receiver." So my question to you is, what the hell? Well, um, John, if you you have completely uh, quoted um, to the word and pause, my dad wondering why <laughs> he didn't take a defensive player. <laughs> he understood why he didn't want to take the quarterbacks. He knew the quarterbacks were shit. Like Will Levis puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I mean, he's like a <laughs> he's a physical specimen, but he's an idiot. And if we had if we had actually heard of him before the draft, he would not have been available at twenty three. Right. Same thing with Hendon Hooker. Same thing with like all the guys. Um, but yeah, defense. I mean, we we watched them do really well in the regular season last year, but we also watched them fall apart in the last six, seven games because they couldn't play defense anymore. Right. We watched poor Eric Kendricks, who cannot play in the NFL anymore, try to chase down whatever receiver was running, you know, right in front of him, and he couldn't do it. And the best cornerback was Patrick Peterson, who is 55 years old. 55 it years. Was, it was bad. Um, but um, the guy they got, I'm going to say his name is Addison. Jordan Addison. Hey, look at that. Um, is allegedly very good. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're going to, like, go into the season hoping to outscore everyone 45 to 42, and clearly uh, Thielen was cooked by the end of last year. Um, I don't think KJ Osborne is better than a three. I think he is exactly where he needs to be for a NFL team. I don't think he's ever going to be a one or a two. It's probably a good pick. If that's the best player who was there, we will find out if that is correct or incorrect fairly soon. And they clearly are hoping that, that all of the hurt guys they drafted last year are going to be healthy this year, <laughs> which is a choice you can make. I don't know if it's a choice I would have made, but they've got a little, they have capital left to spend because it's rare for people to get canned after two seasons of drafts. I mean, we, I mean, Rick Spielman survived Christian Ponder for 10 fucking years. Yeah. So, and that's with, I think was Ponder while the Wolves owned the team. Yes. <laughs> so it seems they, they, he, they know it, they it, have... was, it was such an ever present thing in our lives that yeah. it seems like Christian Ponder has always been a Rick Steele in draft day. Yes. We have always been at war with East Asia. Christian Ponder has always tormented us. Yes. So I assume they know that. They also probably assume that they know they can only fuck up so much because of that fuck up that wasn't their fuck up. They probably have four to five years to get this thing going in the right direction. So, and I mean, they have the bonus of having a really good regular season last year, which no one expected. None of us saw 13 and four coming except for chicken. He always picks the Vikings to go 13 and four. He loves, he loves that team. He he loves optimism. He's, he just, he's a, he's like a jolt of sunshine right up the butthole. He's He's Southern Metro Ted Lasso. He is. He's when you're around him, you feel warm. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the syphilis, but yeah. the other warmth is emotional. <laughs> I was going to say that's because of the whiskey, but you you were more right than <laughs> I was. Whiskey and syphilis. That's yeah. uh, uh, also I'll write down whiskey and syphilis. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have, and I I can't lie to you and say there was a defensive guy on the board right there that I thought was going to make a difference. I want to say Joey Porter Jr. is the guy that I was thinking of at that pick. Right. The reason I knew him is because his dad was Joey Porter. Right. So I'm not smart enough to say that he's absolutely going to be a game changer wherever he ended up. He ended up going in the second round. So as far as I I know, the Vikings made the right pick at one because I don't know any better. The main question I had about Joey Porter Jr. is didn't Joey Porter retire like last year? Um, he might actually be playing. I don't know. He was <laughs> I just mean, a monster, so he might still. It, be- I haven't looked this up. Is it possible Joey Porter had Joey Porter Jr. when he was like nine? It's. I mean, when when you're when you're like that good at everything, I would assume 
being able to have kids probably <laughs> another skill you have that's just like that probably came out in the combine back then yeah elite ability to sire children joey porter <laughs> so um yeah. so here's my my concern about Jordan Addison, I don't I don't know much about Jordan Addison himself. I read that apparently he's quite small. He only weighs he's, yeah, like 5'11", 180, I believe. He's a very much a slot receiver type. And he's, he's like, apparently also not really, very really fast. good at it. Yeah. He's he's apparently small but slow. Yep. But also a really good receiver. So Yeah. Basically, I don't know if that I don't know if that's good or bad. It was the scouting report Justin Jefferson had. So, I, Justin Jefferson was the sixth receiver taken. All right. in the round, you so win you know. this. You win this round, Stu. You win this. No, round. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not, try, I'm not even trying to stick it for the Vikings here. I'm just saying, like that's Jefferson got taken in roughly the same part of the draft. Right. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, who fucking knows? So, so my other concern is that the Vikings' current brain trust really seems mostly concerned with making sure the Vikings have the best fantasy football lineup of any of any team. Like it's not, they don't worry about the interior line too much on either side of the ball that they, they don't have defensive stats in their fantasy league. So they don't worry about the corners or anything, but their wide receivers, running backs, all that great. The best wide receiver, the best fantasy positions in the league. Oh, they're going to be fantastic because I mean, assuming the defense so we got a we got a score on the hockey game, John. Which one? That's is right. The the congratulations to a former guest and current buddy Rocket, who's Carolina Hurricanes, oh. are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh. We just saw a camera shot of Rod Brindamore weighing in at four hundred and twenty seven pounds, six foot three, <laughs> the biggest the, the biggest man in hockey, towering oh. above any, anyone else on the bench. Um. Is yeah, this, so it appears to be at in the South. Be, oh, yeah, people are losing their goddamn minds. This is in Carolina. Okay. Yeah. This is, you know, it, it's just a good thing for all those dedicated hockey fans in the Southern United States. Yeah, you can tell that the arena is almost half full, John. Yeah. This and is the, their best oh, attendance of the year. 9,000 people in the arena. Look at the, oh, geez. This is, this is the, this is like if everybody from Wilmer showed up for a basketball game. <laughs> this is great. Isn't this great? <laughs> With almost oh. as much, almost as much excitement, and twice as much racism. Ah. Anyway, sorry, 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 Keith. That was that was that was uncalled for. That no, was, that was very called for. I know it was very called for. Fuck those guys. Anyway, yep. um, football. Uh let's see. You had asked me about the defense, which is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Well. They they went on it, after they picked Jordan Addison. Then they started yeah. picking some defensive guys, and I'm not. They did. Uh, how it seemed like they got that backwards is all I'm saying. They got a guy named but, I mean, Makai Blackman, also from USC. Two guys from USC. Never, never a bad idea to draft USC guys because they're all two more guys. They, then they two more defensive the same guys. Same income stream by playing pro football. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, Again, it, all that matters for the defense is if the guys who were hurt last year are healthy this year. That's all that matters, and that they're good, obviously. So I need someone I, to say no one has said this yet, but I need someone to say it's like we had two first round draft picks this year because Lewis because from the, last year <laughs> is Lewis going Seen. to play. Yeah, and Andrew um, Booth. It's like they somebody needs to say it's like we had two first round draft picks in a second rounder. Yep. It, it, we had two drafts at a time because everybody in our last draft got hurt. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, and you'll get that. I'm certain you'll get that by minicamp, at least. All right, here's my next question for you, Stu, related to the Vikings draft. How excited are you for the Jaron Hall era? Um, He has got very strong McLeod Bethel Thompson vibes. <laughs> um he's going to be the favorite quarterback of outstate Minnesota probably by I'm gonna say I'm gonna put August 10th. Yeah. That's going to be the time where it's like maybe we should see if this guy can do it. That's gonna be when people are gonna want to see if what he's got to do and maybe by let's say first day of Minnesota state fair, probably like that's like August 20, let's say 22nd, 23rd. That'll be when people are like clamoring for him to be the starter. Right. 
especially like in like the KFAN chat boards, um, Twitter, um, most white supremacist uh, VFWs. I think that's going to be a real popular opinion. Um, he's he's 25. Um, he did he like played the, two- the Mountain West. The Mountain West did the two-year tour for Mormonism, um, and he was f- apparently good. But I'm not going to lie to you and say I'd heard of him before they drafted him. I know you didn't either. Yeah, I had heard of him after they drafted him. Yeah, I mean, just oh, he played at BYU. He may, maybe I wonder if he's met Jim McMahon before. Maybe Steve Young. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I don't Every, know. Everything I know about Jared Hall is just retread opinions about Jim McMahon and Steve Young. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's clips of him playing well in college. There has were there clips. been. Yeah, Has there been a 30 for 30 yet about how Jim McMahon got into BYU? There should be. There really should be. I would I would honestly God, I wish modern technology existed when he was there. Can you imagine just like watching him interact with like the Mormon elders? <laughs> and he's just looking looking for somewhere to like where he can get a threesome and a bush light. <laughs> can you I assume. I assume the footage is just the movie Necessary Roughness. No, I it's mean it's just like, a shot for shot remake of that. It's I I, I want to see it so badly. Oh Christ. The Sixers lost to the Celtics, by the way. So I I, I promised Chrissy Bonus that the Sixers would win tonight, and that was oh, no. that's on me. So uh, I know. You're gonna angry texts. We just it. yeah. We just want to apologize right here now to the bonus family. Sorry yeah. for what we've done. Yes, so that is two live sporting events we have updated tonight. Um, yeah, other, what else can we do? Uh, other sport podcasts that you're listening to in Friday morning have not updated a single goddamn thing. So we're gonna we're gonna go through and read the baseball scores here in just a yep. minute. So yeah. stick around for daily delivery. Yep, and then current weather on the eights with mm. the with the sportive. We're gonna talk about what the conditions are, and then play your favorite hits from the eighties, nineties, yes. and today. Um, so, I'm speaking. This is. I'm gonna like. Can I plug another podcast that isn't ours? Yes, you absolutely should. Um, John Bonus told me that if you want to listen to the Gleeman and the Geek Patreon podcast, um, there was an argument between Dan Hayes and Aaron Gleeman on their most recent podcast that was very similar to when um, Chicken Fingers and Brandon got into it about who was coaching Vikings defense <laughs> and coordinators, where it was so dumb. And so convoluted that they didn't even realize what they were arguing about anymore. Right. So that was told, our finest hour. Yes. Apparently, uh, the athletics, Dan Hayes and the athletics, Aaron Gleeman tried to replicate it in a Patreon form. Yeah. So clearly, we're, I, idiots. we're not trying to get people to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, we've done some incompetent things in our time. We did oh, yeah. that. We did that episode in Gleeman's basement where yeah. nobody could actually hear anything we said, but we've never tried to charge anyone for it. So I would feel guilty. I wouldn't pay for this. No, I <laughs> we don't pay ourselves to do it. So no. I really should submit those fucking forms, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what forms those are, but I'm interested to hear you they, submitting them. They, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about Apparently, what forms you know are we talking commercials about. commercials during this podcast? There's commercials during this podcast? Apparently. People we buy did, like ads and shit. Do you remember they, the time we did an ad read? I think I think Brandon yeah. did a stamps.com ad read during the podcast. He did. And then they never ran it. But, you know, oh. whatever. Well, but anyway, I just wanted I to. Got, like, they, they sent me like uh, Acast, who like hosts this stupid fucking thing. Sent me a thing like, hey, uh, send us a. a Send us a um, what's the word? Invoice. I hey, probably invoice. Yeah, we'll send you some money. It's not a lot of money, John. It's um, <laughs> literally, I think, under your shoe right now is oh. the money that they were going to send us. But God well, bless. Them. I love it. So yeah, I'll, I should probably get on that. But you know, <laughs> I want you to submit an invoice for three hundred and forty-seven episodes of the Sportive and just see what that's worth. <laughs> All right, so we're they're probably we submitted the invoice and they gave us three dollars forty seven yeah. cents. Yeah, whatever. Congratulations, everybody. We're we're getting rid. We'll get double All right. Back. So anyway, so cool. besides the fact that the Vikings drafted a Jordan, a Jay, a Jacqueline, and a Jaron, is that actually pronounced Jacqueline? 
I think it's Hakalina. Havelina. No, I don't know. Well, it's no, it's no LeBron Treadmill. But no. anyway, besides that, they drafted those four names. Give any other thoughts about the Vikings draft? Nope, I don't. Um, I, I my thoughts are the Lions drafted a running back at twelve, who no right. one had ever heard of. Right. So, um, probably because he had good gambling picks. Yep. So I'm just gonna guess the Vikings will be okay this year again. They'll probably like win ten, eleven games, get in the playoffs, and get killed again. But it would be Detroit was absolutely the. It's probably still is the trendy pick to win to win the North next year, and it would be very funny, like very very funny, if they managed to blow that with a gambling scandal and a bad draft. It would be fantastic. It's fun yeah. to watch them. I don't know why it's so fun to watch them fail. I, I don't enjoy set. watching them fail except when they're supposed to be good. And then I very yeah. much enjoy it. When they're like the trendy pick to be good. And um Which hasn't my, happened since Wayne Fonts was the coach. Yeah, correct. Um my takeaway from um tonight's schedule reveal, by the way, did you see when Aaron Rodgers' first game is? No, I didn't. I have I've seen nothing about the schedule reveal. His first game is on nine eleven against Buffalo. <laughs> Um, the, nice. joke, the, the online joke, which I wish I had come up with this, but um, I, I'm just going to repeat it here. Who roots for Jets on 9-11? <laughs> That's for everyone that listening joke at home. From That's Pete not Carroll's my joke. Twitter feed. That is from my Twitter feed. It's a great joke, and I wish I had come up with it myself. All right. Well, anyway, do we? was there anything about the Viking schedule that particularly struck you because again um, i'm telling you right now that i haven't seen anything about it i think um i think we had mentioned that i was hanging out with a uh, k fans john bonus this evening earlier mm-hmm. which is why i'm kind of slurring my words thanks mm-hmm. john mm-hmm. um that's what it. happens you get in with the giggly <laughs> godfather and pretty really soon then those he'll bubbles just lick your there. spirit um they have a game in Vegas in November, so the entire state of Minnesota. If you're oh, looking no. to rob somebody's house in November, <laughs> um, I think everyone's it won't going be out to Vegas in mid-November. Um, I think they have an either a Christmas Eve game or a New Year's Eve game, but I have not. Um, I haven't not done the research, and I apologize for our listener to our listeners for not doing the due diligence on that. To both of our listeners, yes, uh, Wade and my mom. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. So that's our that's our Vikings draft all right, review. Let's talk twins. Let's talk twins. Um, I want to know, Stu. Yes. Of all forty-two, which was your favorite inning that Tyler Malley pitched for the Twins? Boy, that's that's a that is the most caution. I mean, obviously, the uh, Chris Paddock thing was rough last year. Yeah. Although they didn't like give up a lot of prospects for that. They gave up like Tyler Taylor Rogers for that. Um this one they gave up like decent prospects. Um yep. and he pitched 42 innings and he's got to get the Tommy John, which is why it's always risky to do anything, put out any sort of capital for a pitcher. Because what? so the- when the twins traded for a starting pitcher with a history of injury problems, and not like Oh, when he was 17 years old, he blew out his arm. Earlier yeah. that year, he'd gone through shoulder soreness or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they traded two pretty good prospects for it, for, yeah. for Tyler Malley. And he made nine starts and pitched 42 innings for the yeah. Twins. I and guess I, my question is, who should be fired for this? I don't think you fire anybody for it because nobody gave a shit about it when they made the move. No one was like saying, you can't give up these prospects we've never heard of. It's just, it's just the way baseball works. It's just, are you? I mean, should we talk about those prospects? There's people who are more mad. There's people who are more mad about the Arias trade still. Yes, I don't. (laughs) I don't think anyone will stop being mad about the Arias trade for a while. I mean, the guy who we got for pitched one run ball for seven innings last night. They haven't had a guy do that since Santana, and people are mad about it. Here's I mean, the, here's the thing. Here here is the thing I want to complain about, and I want to. I, we're we're also talking about other podcasts, but I'm yeah. going to tell you another podcast. If you didn't listen to Mike Rand's podcast this morning, 
the he and a couple and Chip Scoggins and a guy, uh, a high school kid that was working with him, went through and constructed a lineup out of all of the guys that the Twins have traded away, basically to get pitching. Although one of the trades was to get rid of Josh Donaldson, but yep. over the past few years, they went through and constructed a lineup. So I'm going to take a pause here, and everyone who's listening, I want you to go listen to my grand's podcast and then come back here. So this is going to be a pause. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right. So, after that pause, coming back to that, I do want to complain about that a little bit. Because here's the thing. You you look at all these guys they traded away, and you you look at guys like the guys in the Mali trade. There was Spencer Steer who's playing first and third base for the Reds this year, and then Christian Encarnacion Strand who's got an eleven hundred OPS at AAA. Yeah, he's gonna be he's for, gonna be really good. He is gonna be for fun. the Reds. Yeah, and you know, so they're sort of they're sort of feeding the the Reds infield, which is a terrible team, but mm-hmm. you you don't. You, you got to think the Twins could use a couple of guys like that. And you can go th- go down that ro- roster that Mike and, the, and Chip and all those guys constructed and just go almost in every slot. It's like, yeah, they could use Louis Rice right now. Yeah, they could use Lamont Wade Jr. right now. They could use anybody right now. And the problem here is not the guy, the people that came in, the, the guys who are running the Twins Brain Trust right now. The, the entire point of hiring them, not the entire point, but one of the big selling points was that they were going to develop young pitchers and they mm-hmm. didn't. And I, I think that Falvier Levine had a quote earlier this year about, you know, you haven't developed young pitchers, what gives? And the quote was basically, well, you got to get, you got to get pitchers somehow. And whether you, whether you trade for them or whether you develop them, you, you just got to get them somehow, which is, disingenuous because what has happened to the what is happening to the twins right now is entirely an outgrowth of them not developing young players both pitching and hitting you they didn't develop any young pitchers they had to trade away all of these guys and you can go down go down the list of all the guys they've had to trade away get to get pitching even if it's somebody like nelson cruz who as mentioned is all is 42 years old but the twins could sure use nelson cruz right now because nobody can hit they they've ended up killing their lineup because they've had to trade away all these prospects to get pitching, whether it's a rise or whether it's anybody else. And at the same time, they're the young guys that are coming through in the twins lineup. It's not working, man. They just sent Jose Miranda down. They just sent Trevor Larnick down. They, they just brought up Alex Kirilov, but he has not exactly been in a long-term success either. And he's had weird wrist injuries and all this stuff. And this stuff happens, but, they're not developing anyone, and it feels like at at some point they're they're not trading from a position of strength anymore. They're just trying to sell some magic beans to 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 keep it going. They're like a heroin junkie who's just trying to sell whatever so they can get their fix. And it's 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 disingenuous to look at this and say, "Well, you just got to get these guys somehow." They're they're holding it together because the AL Central is terrible, but the fact that they can't get a hit right now is part and parcel of the fact that they couldn't develop any pitching. And that's how they they traded a bunch of guys to try to get that pitching. But they got the pitching. <laughs> yeah, they got good starting they pitching. They finally now. got the pitch. They've got a middling bullpen, and they've got one of the worst lineups in baseball. Um, I don't think it's one of the worst lineups in baseball. I think they're in a horrible slump. Stu, it's not I me think, saying I that. Th- it's, I think, the, I think, it's the statistics saying that. I know. I think... The slump will end. I really because do. you're an optimist. You must have been hanging. I'm not, out I wouldn't say that I'm an Clarence optimist. I'm just saying that there's no way Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton are going to continue hitting like 190. That simply won't happen. Um, once those two are better, I think just it feels like it's not going to last. Whereas the pitching is finally fixed, so they've finally traded away enough assets to get a decent starting rotation. I don't I know like how they did it. They've already lost an... two of the seven that they had. So they, li- they literally can't lose another starting pitcher or right. they will be fucked. But um, I'm not I'm not worried, I guess, is what it comes down to. Probably because they're in a shitty division. Um, <laughs> but 
They would they be really, there. They if really they really have to get the 75 If they were in any other division, they would still be in the wild card conversation. It's not a big deal. If um, they get to 75 wins, they're going to win the Central. They'll probably win 85, 90 games. I'm not, it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, but I mean, you are the line, also. The lineup is I, terrible right now. I mean, I watched that game last night in person, watching them just absolutely fuck everything up. Still managed to win in 11 innings because the rules are weird now. But it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I can't, I can't pretend that I'm panicking about the lineup right now because the pitching is so good. It's, I mean, it's legitimately fun to watch them pitch as opposed to the last 15 goddamn years when the third starter is always Sidney Ponson. <laughs> it's always Sydney puns year in year out year in year out it's some goddamn reclamation project who never works and now their starting pitching is like legitimately good and it's it that makes the entire difference I mean with a lineup struggling like this one is they're still winning more games than they lose and they do beat good teams. They like have taken out Houston and the Yankees. That's like, and I know it's, this is not the Yankees that we've been following, but Houston's like legitimately good still. So, I mean, we'll see how they do. I mean, the Cubs aren't anything special this year, but like next week they're at the Dodgers and at the Angels. And as you're well aware, Tungsten Armo Doyle plays for the Angels, <laughs> and, the, and the Dodgers are really good. So they can like get out of there like three and three great i mean they're i'm i'm not i'm not down on them i just it's it sucks that <laughs> that they finally got the starting and figured out and can't hit the ball to save their life but i mean the last two games korea has come through big time uh Kirilov has come through big time and this is that's that's good padres are a good team they took two out of three from them they could have taken three out of three if they could play offense but they can't. So it's, um, you know, you, I'm not. In I, that I'm, first Padres I'm sorry game, for being optimistic about the team. I apologize to <laughs> you and the listeners for not being panicky yet. What it, What are we going to do with all this tar and feathers that we have? I don't know. I would assume we'll find a use for them at some point, but I just, I mean, I can't the Vikings be starting how many months it's only like four months to Viking season. So yeah, I know. I mean, like they somehow won a game today. They used every one of the bullpen last night mm-hmm. in 11 innings. They won the game today with like Blake Stewart. Yeah. Who's that guy? I, um, he, I He's like a 31 I saw year old. The other day. Four Tommy John surgeries. Yeah, so, but he throws ninety six miles per hour, so I don't know how sustainable that is. My <laughs> gosh, he had. I was at the game today, and he had one of the worst, one of the most dispiriting performances I've ever oh, seen. On the Gord, you're talking about the Gordado inning, right? Oh, he he walked he the ball. Walked, he he uh, walked a guy and a hit. Oh my god! He walked a guy. He gave up two line shots to center yep. field. Michael yep. Taylor had come into the game yep. because of a, a pinch running because Max Kepler hurt himself running to first base. And if Michael Taylor hadn't been out there, we wouldn't be talking about how the twins had won two in a row. Nope, I know. He yep. had two amazing catches. Then Brock Blake, what's his name? Brock Blake. Stewart? Brock Stewart, yeah. Brock Stewart. Brock Stewart walked another guy, hit another guy. So then the bases were loaded. Then he struck out to end the inning. And I just, I, I texted several people like, if that's the last time Brock Stewart ever pitches for the twins, I'm not going to be all that sad about it. It was very, very Guardado-esque. It was, it was, only, only ninety six miles per hour. That last yeah. strikeout that he, the last strikeout he had, the last pitch was ninety six miles per hour. Guardado never got above eighty eight. He never got a, <laughs> below eighty seven. Never got above eighty eight. Eddie Guardado <laughs> was like the human embodiment of saying it's hard. It's hard to hit a baseball, yes. and we're going to prove it yes. by taking this guy who's he's just nothing but energy and an eighty seven mile an hour yes. fastball and a slider that breaks two inches. And yep. well. I'm going to throw it up there and you are going to have to hit it past all of the guys. I got seven guys standing behind me and one of them in front of me. You got to hit them past all of them. It's hard to get a hit. And now we're going to prove that by letting this guy get 47 saves in a year. Yeah. So that was, that was the most Guardado-esque thing I've seen in quite a while. I was, Mm -hmm. I was impressed by it. And then, yeah, they, they won though. I mean, it's, I'm not, 
I can't be mad right now. I know I'm supposed to be. I know I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be mad. I did you see the first game of the Padres series where Christian Vasquez started throwing the ball around like he was in the it was fourth grade T ball. I would say the reason that I'm positive is I only watched game two and game three of this. <laughs> it was the most amazing defensive inning oh, ever heard. in that <laughs> a guy stole third base because nobody was covering third base in a bunt attempt. Mm-hmm. Vasquez hit a guy with a throw, trying to throw him to trying to throw to second, and then tried to pick him off third and hit him again, and he got to and he scored. It was it was one of the most epic defensive fails I've ever seen. Anyway, I just want to point out that everything you said about why to be optimistic about the twins basically falls into the category of our spring training review every year where we say, well, all the guys who are bad are going to be better and all the guys who are good will not continue, will not get any worse. Yes. The, the pitching has been good, but yeah. I hope it continues better than to be good. good. Honestly, it's better than good, man. It's the, yeah, it's it true. borders on great. They're, they're fucking really good. How is Sunny Gray? I don't know what. I don't know how. I don't know. How I don't know going. what witchcraft he is coming by this, but he's right now the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah, it makes no sense. But it's. I'm not gonna like be mad about it. It's no. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I mean they're winning games three to one. I mean that that hasn't happened since Johan Santana. I mean that they don't win games three to one ever. They <laughs> Today the pot. Today, the Padres scored their third run, and I was like, oh, great. This is over. <laughs> three <laughs> runs. I know. It's, it's like, like a, it's, it's like when the Wild get three goals scored on them in the playoffs. It's like, well, this game's over. Well, Might as well turn this off. home can be mad. Well, they're going to get five it. goals in a game. Yep. That's so. Just, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. In a month, we'll see how things look, but... They're in such a bad division. Do you know who the second place team is in the division, John? It might be Mississippi State. It's the Detroit Tigers. John. It is not. That's not right. By a half game. They're a half game better than Cleveland. Oh, jeez. Do you know who the manager of the Detroit Tigers is? Um, is Toby Gardenhire. I don't know either. I just figured I'd ask. But that was that was curiosity. I have no idea. <laughs> no, really, I don't you know, know a player on the. Do you know a player on the Tigers? Um, a key, a Badu, yes, former that's twin. Why he had hit in the junk yesterday. Yes. That's why I know that. <laughs> that was why I knew it too. That's the only reason oh. I knew it. And he used to be the, on the twins. That's and it. he was out the most. Un- if, yes. if you haven't seen this, listeners, if you Amazing. haven't seen Akil Badu trying to steal second base, please go look it up. It's the most unfortunate two yes. seconds of any person's life yes. in the history the of baseball. Poor guy. God damn. That's just, yeah, that, that's just like insult meets injury. Yeah, it was it was quite the thing. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, if you're done talking about the twins and I'm done talking about the twins, then all we got left is a top six. Yeah. Did I send that to you? You probably did. But we're going to just sort of, you know, pulling up an email here. What do we usually sing in this? It's been one week since you texted me. Okay, pull it up here. Let's see. Sent. Looking at the outbox here to John. Uh, top six patio beers. Top six patio beers. That's right, because I just to give you a little background, listeners, Stu and I were going to record a podcast last week, and then it was nice out, and Stu yep. made the absolutely correct executive decision to be like, forget podcasting, I'm going to go sit outside and have a beer with yes. my wife on a patio. Yep. And I, you know, I can't argue with that. That was the correct decision. Yeah, it was so, great. We even found a, like a new bar in like East St. Paul, the hard really where? Um, on right on Payne Avenue, actually. All right. It's a, it's called Chances Bar. C H A N C. Yes, they have the old Porky's sign inside. If you anyone remembers Porky's on, on Payne Avenue, um, but they don't have a kitchen. They just have they have beer and pull tabs. <laughs> It's amazing. I would, I would, I would. They have somebody who'll pour gravy in your mouth if you ask, but that's it. Pretty much what it's very much a neighborhood joint. I would, I would, it, it, it did everything you would want it to, to for a East Mm -hmm. St. Paul bar. I was honestly, God surprised chicken fingers or Irv were not in there when I went in there. I can tell you from personal experience, if they were, they were not going to say hello. If they saw you, you'll get a text later, but you won't get a high then. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was there with my boys and we're really on it. Yeah, yeah, it's just one All of those right. things. I get it. That's fine. Okay, top six top patio six beers. Patio beers. 
<clears throat> Number six, a Coors Light with three olives, also known as the Dakota Martini. <laughs> the Dakota Martini. Now, does this relate to one Dakota or the other? My guess would be South Dakota, but I, I've also heard it referred to as a Wisconsin Martini. Oh, interesting. No, I don't think Wisconsin is the claim to this one. I think this no, is purely, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, purely a Western you've gotta, you've gotta get You've got to get west of the cities to like see yeah. this. As a, I mean, I, I know people put olives in their beer in town here, but you know, really those gotta, people you really are gotta, those yeah. people are pretentious. Those people are posers. Yeah, this you got to get west. Yeah, they, they use like Michelob Golden Draft light for this. If your high school was never canceled because of a dust storm, then okay. you and don't then get no. to claim that one. You don't get to claim this one. So yeah, Dakota Martini. But it basically, it's a Coors Light poured into a glass with uh, three olives. Mm-hmm. All right. Number number five, Pony Pilsner. It's only available in Chicago, but you need to trust me on this one. Pony, <laughs> Pony Pilsner. Pilsner. P-O-N-Y Pilsner. It's made by the Half Acre Brewing Company out of um, Chicago, Illinois. You need Brought to, to you by the same people who make Malort. Yes. Um, it is not by the same people who make Malort. God bless oh, okay. Them. It would be so bad if it had Mallard. Um Number four, Paps Blue Ribbon or Hams in tall boy form. This is yep. a top. It doesn't matter which. It does not matter. It has to be a 16-ounce can. It is a tie between PBR and Hams. Mm-hmm. Hams probably if you're local. Like, especially in the cool, like, they have, they have the, like, the royal blue cans again now. Oh, they do? Oh, God, they're beautiful, John. Um, Boy. Yeah. Yeah, royal blue with a ham, but that, still the same hams logo, but it's royal blue now. Oh God! And a- if if you're out there and you can tell the difference between hams and PBR without like a blind taste test, more power to you. You can if you try, but you've got to try. And if you if easy. you can do that, there is a better yes. than average chance that you're also part of a volunteer fire department somewhere. Oh, you're absolutely in a volunteer fire department, or your third wife is named Brenda. <laughs> One of the two. Um, your third wife is the same as your first wife. <laughs> also named Brenda. But You've gone, gone back to Brenda. Different Brendas. It's 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 hard. It's weird how that works. Um, number three. This is also a tie. Modelo, Tecate, or any Mexican lager. Soul. Um, how about Soul? Soul is the that is the economy one. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing up an economy Mexican beer. It is. What is? It? I mean, that's that's a tough one. It's <laughs> you really have to put a lot of lime into that one to make it good. But you can make it good. And as long so, as does it's... does Corona fall into this? I forget what the one Corona falls into this. Yes. yes, Corona falls into this. Okay. Um, it's but you definitely for Corona you do need the lime to make that one um taste good. Yeah, uh, straight up Corona is just. And that's not a good beer. Don't don't. That's drink when beer. you're tired of Dakota martinis. That's yes. when you switch to the Corona with lime. Yeah, you, you feel you're, fancy. You're, yeah, you're going you're going to your your, your vitamin C from the from the lime. <laughs> I don't know if vitamin C is in lime. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it keeps the scurvy away. A big Correct. problem out by Royalton. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible problem out by Royalton. Um, number two, <clears throat> any surly brewing product. No, for come recommend- on. For recommendations on the Surly Beer that's right for you, contact Stu Newman at stun at surlybrewing.com. That's Stu and stun at surlybrewing.com. Done at surlybrewing.com. Done at surlybrewing.com. Corporate shill at surly.com. That is exactly right. And number one, Miller High Life, bottle only, ice cold. That's That is the best patio beer. Science yeah. has proven this time and time again. 34 to 37 degrees only. Yep. And the best part of that high life is the part, you know, that they have that little the little sticker on the neck of the bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a little gap between that and the main sticker on like the, the, the main part of the bottle. Yep. That, that section of beer in that, like the neck of the bottle is the best beer in America. I got to tell you, this is, I mean, especially if you're sitting outside, but ultimately this is inarguable. No, you can't argue it. It's called the champagne of beers for a reason, goddamn. For it. a reason. Yeah, they can't just, just put that they can't put that on there if it's not they true. Can't. It would be a lie. France would sue them, and France has good lawyers. Um <laughs> but seriously, the next time just just put 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 a bottle of Miller High Life on ice. Get on your patio Friday at 515. Open it. That that chunk of the the liquid in there between the neck 
and the body of the bottle, the clear glass bottle is that's that's it right there. Yep. And you got yourself a weekend is what you got right there. If it was a black box, they should make the whole plane out of the beer, that beer. (laughs) Why don't they make the whole beer out of that beer? Yes, that is very true. Anyway, I rate this. I rate this beer 10 takeout beers. Yep. And the thing is that it's going to be the only part of this podcast that doesn't make chicken fingers mad. Because he knows that's he knows that is absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, so. he can't. It like I said, it's inarguable. All right, no, that's good enough for me. You got anything right. else to? Do? Um, I'm driving to Chicago tomorrow to get my kid from college. Um, let's see. You're going to talk to Brandon tomorrow, probably about the NBA. I think so. I think we're mostly going to talk about. We'll probably ignore the Timberwolves and just talk about the NBA starting the weirdest in-season tournament ever next year because it's really yeah i was gonna say i would be interested to hear what you guys have to say about that i saw some details about it and it's very confusing to me and so brandon who is he's the marketing expert of this podcast (laughs) he he should be able to explain to me what the heck they're thinking yeah and if you think i was an apologist for the twins tonight wait until brandon tries to like sell this for the NBA. I'm going to tell, I'm going to get this, I'm going to organize this, and Brandon is going to have to be Adam Silver's grandma. Seriously, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's a tough it's sell. My, I it myself. It's but my time to fight back. It is your time to fight back. And I've got, oh God, I was really hoping I could delay enough to get like a text back from Rocket, but apparently once the hurricane, oh, no. I just, I wanted him to like say something just filthy about Michael Rand's mom <laughs> or one of our wives. I mean, just, just, just something filthy and gross, but how dare you rocket? How dare we you? Uh, we're just like, it was, why couldn't you be filthy tonight of all nights when we're actually recording a podcast? <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing else, John. All right. Let's call it there. Two all podcasts, right. two days in a row, sportive listeners. You can't accuse us. Over specifically this two-day period, you can accuse us of leaving you hanging. The other 10 years, yeah, you've got an yes, argument. That one, this yeah, two-day period, yeah, small sample size, but a good sample size. Correct. Skull.